0: Welcome to Woman Power Zone. This is our 100th episode, and I'm very excited to bring back our guest, Darren Jamison. He's from EngageWeb, and he's an incredible marketer, but he also has a lot of insight to offer regarding choices in the business world. And I wanted to share this episode because I asked some pretty key questions in this episode about different choices that we make, and these can also apply to your daily life. Stay with us and thanks for being with us for a hundredth episode. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. And today is our hundredth episode. And I'm very excited to celebrate this with my friend Darren Jamison from Engage Web. Darren and I are mentees of the infamous Rob Moore and Kane Barron and a whole variety of amazing people over at Progressive Pro- Podcasting and I invited Darren here in our Power of Knowledge episode because I want to talk about knowledge and what I mean today about that is we're gonna do a little assessment we're gonna have a conversation about what have we learned and where have we grown and. I'm asking these questions not just for us, but for you. So mm. in the 100th episode, I was thinking, I want to thank all the people who've been the guests on this show, and I want to thank all the people who've listened. And Darren, you've been with me before. You were in the Power of Marketing episode, which was fantastic. That was 93. And you're back. And thanks for being back. And Darren's in the UK, so thanks for being back across the pond. Welcome.
1: Are you sure I'm in the UK, Governor? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes I am welcome thank you
0: I really appreciate you and you have been a business professional for a long time and you have Mm. of course learned a lot of lessons along the way and I was wondering what some of your biggest mistakes were (laughs) (laughs) that's a fun one and I don't want to say your biggest because you know we have multiples I'm sure
1: (laughs) yes collect them like like pokemon cards yes (laughs) So, what were some what were some of your biggest mistakes? Oh, gee, um, I I think biggest mistakes is like probably one I keep making now. To be honest with you, you you know when when in my industry certainly when it's a professional services industry, you you want to make sure that you like the people you work with. You want to make sure that you like the clients that you work with because if you like them, it's always much easier. It's much nicer. It's a much better working environment, and you'll go the extra mile for them. If you don't like them, then you dread them calling you. You dread picking up the phone. You dread speaking to them. You just dread everything about them. And there's certain people, certain personality types that just don't gel with, you know, the kind of people that go through agency after agency after agency because they're looking for the agency that's right for them when in reality, they're the problem. We know they're the problem. It's just, it's just that. And I've learned to spot this early on to see when somebody actually, do you know, they are not the kind of person we want to be working with. Mm. But you still get that, oh, but I don't want to turn a client away. I don't want to turn mm. someone away because it's business. You know, they could lead to someone else. It, it, they might not be as bad as I'm imagining them being. And 99 times out of 100, they are. And <laughs> you should, really should make that decision. Mm. I don't want to work with you. But I still now sometimes get that wrong and go, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go against my better judgment and not do it. And we've had people we've worked with over the years that we really shouldn't have. We know we shouldn't have because they're just not, they're just dickheads, basically. You know, yes. the kind of people you, you wouldn't want to have in your social circle. You would yes. not go for a drink with them. You would not go around to their house. Right.
0: So you shouldn't so- do
1: business with people like that.
0: Hey, everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So, when you realize it, do you fire them? Do you continue to work with them?
1: We We have fired clients before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have fired clients before. Usually, we do it much later than we should have done
0: mm-hmm. i think that what you're speaking to is very common mm-hmm. when i when i mentor people in business a lot of times that's something that i hear and yeah. i think that a lot of us it's important for us to overcome our fear regarding money or lack of it or fear of a reputation or whatever that is, and you've mm-hmm. probably heard people say you want to attract your ideal client and repel your non-ideal client, yes. right? Now I think what you're speaking to applies in a lot of different businesses, of course, which is why we're talking about it. You're you're an expert marketer. You help people take their business from one level and make it go to another level, and that's I mean you do this digitally and you do this in a lot of different ways that you help people with that. Yep, but I think the the thing about having good energy with your clients—that's what I call it—having good energy, having good flow, rapport, um, connection, all those things. I think that's a sign to let us know that somebody that we're working with is a good person to work with. When the energy isn't gelling or flowing, and a lot of us are in businesses where we have to be accepting of people because we just do. Like in my my work in healthcare. I need to, my business isn't to judge people. It's to help them get through whatever their issue is. Right. And there are times when sometimes, like you said, it doesn't work. Um, firing clients is very empowering. It's very scary for a lot of people. There are a lot of different ways you can do it. What's your favorite way of firing a client?
1: <laughs> favorite. My favorite way and is to. It was
0: fun. But what's your to, favorite to let, way? My favorite <laughs> way
1: is to let somebody else at EngageWeb do it for me because I don't want to ah, do it. Delegate. Uh, <laughs> delegate exactly. Delegate because um, you, you've got to do it yourself. Because if you let them get to the decision that they don't want to work with you, then they have the power. They're the ones saying, "Oh, this isn't working out." So you've you really got to take that onus onto yourself and do it. Mm-hmm. It's never fun, yeah,
0: no.
1: because it, it's like breaking up with someone. It, it's totally. A sim- similar kind of energy. You don't enjoy doing it. You don't want to hurt them. You don't want them to go off and say other things bad about you as well, which is important. So you need to leave on good terms. You need to make it clear that it's not the right, you're not the right fit for them. They're not the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. That clearly we have different paths to take. We're on different journeys. So let me recommend somebody who could, potentially help you with your journey and where you want to go so that we can go and work with people that aren't dickheads basically right, um, right. <laughs> and we've done that before we, we, we've had people come to us who we have identified very early on they're not right but we will mm-hmm. recommend someone else for them to work with someone else in our industry that we think is a better fit for them and depending on how much we we really don't want to work with this person will depend who we recommend them to who we pass them on to do we really want to upset this company by putting this person in touch with them no we don't (laughs) we we like them too much we're going to recommend this person because we don't like them very much so we're going to recommend them we've done that before we've done that
0: in the movie what about bob which is i don't know if you've seen it but it's it's Bob is it's Bill Murray it's from the 80s and he's this very intelligent but kind of crazy guy who has you know he's very histrionic and very Mm -hmm. anxious and there's a scene where his psychiatrist is literally packing up his office and like he's going to close down his business and he calls this very arrogant psychiatrist and says I have a patient for you Mm -hmm. and the guy's like sure no problem and then the guy hangs up he's like because Bob is a handful. and he, he refers Bob to this guy because he doesn't like him.
1: <laughs> yep. That's exactly what we've done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing is, I, when I do this, sometimes they take the social media after you fired them and they say mean things about you. So if that happens, how do you handle that? Because I, I, do you, should you address it on social media? If they bring it up on social media, should you address it? What do you
1: think? Well, Well, that, that depends on a case by case basis on who you are and what your company is. I personally would always address that because that's the kind of person I am. Um, But as it happens, it's never happened to us. Thank God. We've never had a negative review. We've never had anyone have a pop at us on social media for anything. I'm surprised at, because I am so outspoken. How come that hasn't happened? I really don't understand how that, I mean, I, I've tried it. You know, I've put stuff out there. It's like, come on, have a go at me. But no one's done it yet. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're afraid. They should should be. Quite frankly, they should be. I've called out other agencies on social media. Mm -hmm. So people have taken over clients of ours, for example, and they've taken off the design by EngageWeb at the bottom and they put their own design by them at the bottom. And it's like, you didn't design that website Mm -hmm. you the screenshot of the one we did Use the screenshot of the one you did they're identical and you're claiming you've designed it i've done that on social media before and they've quickly backtracked and and, and taken it off but no no one's had a go at us but i would call people out if they did stuff because that's just the kind of person i am i caught Mm -hmm. that kind of of reaction some people don't like it
0: yes some people people don't like it and that's okay and yeah you know when i was talking about what are the mistakes i don't think calling people out on things like taking your your ip and using it and passing it off as their own i don't think that's a mistake i think that's oh, no. a good thing i think mm. that's a good choice yeah absolutely and i think it's important that you that you have done that so now we've talked about mistakes and i think one of my biggest mistakes is having unrealistic expectations of people that i've hired and that's because mm. sometimes you You know, when you move into a new house and you don't know what the neighbors are going to be like, sometimes when you hire employees, you have no idea if they're going to perform. There's what is on paper, right, or the interview that you do. And then there's how they actually perform in different scenarios.
2: Mm. And
0: sadly, the only way to know is to do it, just like you move in. And I think having good neighbors is really important. And if you don't, that can make your life not so much fun having not great employees can make your life not so much fun too. And mm. I would say some of it is having unrealistic expectations of people. Yeah. And, and the problem is if you're new to business and you're new to hiring employees, you don't know that your expectations are unre- unrealistic sometimes.
1: Yeah. What, what what you said then about on paper reminded me of this. There's a very famous quote from a, a football manager in the UK or soccer manager, as you would call him called Brian yes. Clough. old big head. That's what he was called, Old Big Ed. Because wow. he was very, very arrogant, but he was very, very good. And he gave this quote once about when his team lost and said um, something like, on paper, we had a really good team and should have won that. But unfortunately, the game wasn't played on paper. It was played on grass.
0: <laughs> what a soundbite. Yeah,
1: he was brilliant.
0: <laughs> so, so to our listeners... I mean, what are your biggest successes? I'm thinking about this. Uh, This show is for everybody, right? This is for us having this great conversation, but it's also for you. What are your biggest mistakes in business and what are your biggest successes? And if you're not in business, just in life, the questions apply for any situation. But what's a big success for you, Darren? What do you think?
1: A big success for me? Are we talking strictly business or personal as well?
0: Yes, both, either. I mean, you're a mm. TEDx speaker.
1: I, I, TEDx I, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I have that <laughs> <laughs> Delivered a TEDx talk without any notes or prompts whatsoever. Everybody I else. Thought, yeah, I, I, I didn't need those. I can't get full credit for that. You know, it, it, again, that part of that comes from Progressive. It's from um, the, the the speaker trainers there, Tony Gargan and Robert Upright. They were brilliant. They teach you techniques to, to do that sort of stuff. So that was a big success for me. I think that. The biggest thing I've done in in business is what a lot of people strive to do but don't quite succeed in it, and that's not go into business and give yourself a job because I run a digital marketing agency. Uh, I don't build websites myself anymore. I don't do the the SEO myself anymore. I don't set up the email marketing campaigns. All of that's done by other people. My job now is talking like, you know, people like you talking like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and going off and speaking on stages and, and networking with people and, and doing the kind of stuff that is driving leads into the business. So I'm mm. what a tradesman would call off the tools. I'm not in the business, I'm, I'm on it pretty much full time. So that's my biggest success.
0: So you're like, the you're the visionary. So there's this, this business um, guru in the US, um, Michael Gerber. He wrote a book called The E-Myth and The E-Myth Revisited. And he talked about businesses having yep. roles, right? And there's the technician, right? The manager, right? The entrepreneur and the visionary. It sounds like you're in more entrepreneurial <laughs> or visionary roles in your business.
1: That, that's my, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, Yeah.
0: For sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: Congratulations. That's awesome. You You don't have to be the technician anymore.
1: And I hate being the technician. I hate doing the do because it's boring, isn't it? It's boring. Um, You can't take any time off. You can't go anywhere because then you stop earning. So you need to get off that as soon as you can. And that's what you mentioned is is the difficulty about hiring people. You need to hire the right people to do that. You hire the wrong people and you can go backwards very, very quickly and it's right. expensive to hire. It takes a lot of time to train people and then if they're not what you wanted, then you're wasting time or if you train them and they get really good and they leave, then that's bad as well. So you need to make sure that you hold on to the people who are good, that you know you you give them the opportunities they want for growth, the opportunities they want to, to do more cool stuff rather than just mm-hmm. the technical parts because you need to let other people grow as well. You need to make them make the decisions. You need to empower them so that when problems come into the business or opportunities come in, they can make those decisions themselves. They don't have to keep coming to you and going, "Oh, what should we do here?" They, it's it's like they're running their own business because yeah. in effect the they are. You know, they're they're part mm-hmm. of the business. They're, they're they're involved with it. They they profit share on it. It's not just these are people I've employed. Do your jobs, you bastards, and get on with it. Because <laughs> I'm going off. <laughs> I'm going off Arr. and doing the TEDx talk. <laughs> no, yeah. it's
0: true. It's true. Yeah. It's definitely, I think a a big success is empowering other people and whether they're your employees or your clients or whoever it is that you're interacting with. And that's what you were just describing. And I think that's a really good, a really good point. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. So let me ask you this question: Do you ever struggle with apathy or having a low mood um, with work? Do you ever have moments like that?
1: Uh, not so much with work, I don't think. I I, I think everybody has low moments. Uh,
0: yeah, it's they'd life.
1: be lying if they said they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has moments where they go, "What the hell am I doing this for? Why am I bothering? Why am I driving three hours for this?" You know it, but mm-hmm. it's just look at where you were, you know, before I started engage web back in 2008, I was working for a digital marketing agency in Manchester. I was treated like cattle. Mm
0: -hmm. I was
1: sat in a room with loads of of other people. You you were
0: doing the boring work you just mentioned. I was
1: doing the boring work. Yeah. But I I wasn't empowered. You know, I wasn't able to make decisions. I wasn't even able to make a coffee at half 10 in the morning. I couldn't do it until 11 o'clock, which was the break time that everybody had to do it. And, that's a situation I never want to be in and I, and I never will be in again because I, I am unemployable now. I, I I could not possibly pass an interview because I'd be telling them everything they're doing wrong. So <laughs> luckily, that's never going to happen. And right. I want to make sure nobody that works here has that feeling as well, that they can't get up and make a brew if they want to, because we're not kids. You know, this isn't primary school and even mm-hmm. kids shouldn't be treated like that. Mm-hmm. But that's the way some people run a business and they run it badly. They mm-hmm. treat all the staff like they're just slaves. And right. it is no way to do it. It's no way to live.
0: It's empowering people, like you said. Yeah. Make
1: and them, them, want to them be there. It make best. it fun. Make, make them enjoy it. Make them feel like they're making a difference. Not make them feel like they've got to turn up and do exactly what you tell them to do. Because yes. nobody wants to do that.
0: And that's, I would say, what you just described is an error that a lot of employers make. So Mm. that's what I I try to think about. I try to remember that too. And even if when you're mentoring someone, you don't want to treat them that way because they still have to learn. They have to make their own decisions and they have to grow. So even if you give them counseling or advice, they may not Mm. take our advice as mentors. They may make their own decisions. And then I think mentoring is helping them learn were those good decisions that they made or... Could they make different decisions? So <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's it is letting people make their choices because that's what's going to happen in real life anyway.
1: Well, it's so, even more important in your position because when you're mentoring people, they're business owners and business owners absolutely do not want to be told what to do, and they will resent authority. Yes. It's like when, in in networking groups, everybody that's a member of that group, by and large is a business owner.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: can't treat them like employees because they will just push back on it. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. let them make the decisions. You have to let them come to the realizations themselves. Otherwise, they're just never going to do it.
0: Absolutely. When, I, when I'm when i in my healthcare mode, when I'm giving treatments for clients, I do have come to Jesus talks about healthcare. But I also have the attitude. What I mean by that is there are people right. who, who, let's say, they're in their 40s or 50s and they have not been practicing self-care. And they're experiencing symptoms that are um, in effect of poor self-care. And so I have a come to Jesus talk, which is uh, giving them a conversation about, okay, these things are showing up in your life. These are your complaints. These are indications that other more serious things are happening. And here are things that you can do to ameliorate that or to offset that or to improve that because they actually want that information from me. Say so they're they're They want that information. And then I let them make their own decisions. I mean, I say, these are things that need to happen. And then I'll be like, okay, so here's what's, what needs to happen. And then I give them the information and then they get to decide if they're going to follow up on that or not. And then when people follow up and they, they do make forward steps in those areas, they do make progress. And then some people that don't follow up, sometimes they still experience the symptoms that they're complaining about. But I let people, you know, I try to just give them the information and then, okay, you do what you're going to do with that information. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will touch back with people and say, Hey, how did that go? Because I want them to be able to see the results that they got from making those positive changes, but it's the same kind of thing is empowering people and then letting them make their own choices and decisions. And I think that's important. Okay. So one last question, because this is, I don't, I don't think this is a problem for you because I, I don't get this vibe. but some people who are in business for themselves have a hard time savoring their successes. They feel a little bad. Like, like sometimes somebody might want to take a few days off to take a moment to appreciate an accomplishment. Like for me, finishing a hundred episodes in podcasting, that's considered a milestone. And Mm -hmm. I just want to take a moment to say, you know, how grateful I am for everyone who's come and, and given their wisdom and shared the information like you and other, other people, but I also want to take a minute to go, wow, that, I mean, I put in a lot of work and I'm glad I did it. And it was for the community and to empower people. But some people, they can't even take a moment just to, to sit with that. They just feel guilty about it. I don't think that's an issue for you, is it?
1: That is it's absolutely not an issue for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guilt isn't something I'm have any problem with. Uh, I've been watching a TV show on Disney Plus at the moment called Quantico about oh, FBI that agents, yeah, and one of the things, and they go into the CIA, and one of the things they had to do was decide whether they were going to make this drone strike, or they were talking about feeling guilty about it. If I'd have been in there, I'd have just pressed the button and gone, <laughs> back, you know, gone for a coffee, it would have been absolutely fine. You know? <laughs> so, there's no
0: high drama scene. You just yeah, there's it. no high drama
1: scene. It's like, how do I, yeah, boom, gone, <laughs> there we go. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no qualms about that. And, uh, and you're right, if you... I know some people feel that way, that they don't want to take time out. They don't want to celebrate the successes. They want to just keep doing and building and building and building. But you go like that. It's like a pressure cooker. It's going to go, at some point, you're going to face either burnout or you're going to explode or you're going to have a heart attack. You need yeah. to stop. You need to celebrate each win that you have, because otherwise what's the point in having it? Right. You know why? Why work really hard to land a really big client if you're just going to go straight from that moment to doing it again for another one? just that's why even sports teams they celebrate the goals they celebrate the wins Mm -hmm. otherwise it's just pressure 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 and something's got to give something has to give so you have to do it and and i i I do that i regularly take time to to do the stuff i like to do um a couple of years ago before covid we made a plan to have 10 holidays in a year
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i
1: know in america you cannot do that because you've got like two weeks holidays typically as an employee in america and that's it we can't fathom that in the uk we start on 26 days holiday that's just like your bare minimum and then you got your bank holidays as well so we had 10 holidays in a year and they weren't small ones either there was two weeks in orlando in that as well
0: wow so we, nice.
1: we properly did this 10 holidays we're doing it big ones because we just we could
0: yes we I, built mean, I mean i'm not going to say that I will say I will say last year I took seven vacations. I'd never done that in my entire professional life.
1: That's nice. Um,
0: I've never done that ever. And hmm. it was um it was really good, a good thing. And I do take regular breaks now because it's important. I still want to know what you did in Orlando.
1: <laughs> the usual stuff, Disney, Universal, Bush Gardens.
0: Oh, that's so fun though. It's, L- it's...
1: lots of lots of Buffalo Wild Wings as well. I love I uh, love I love the chicken wings.
0: Lots of Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, those places are fun. It's fun to go do something that's completely outside your norm. So, mm. for, and I want to just make a final comment about guilt because it's important. Guilt is a wasted emotion. It's not helpful. And a lot of people feel it. And I would recommend anytime you feel it just to let it go because it's not constructive. Mm-hmm. um i want to tell everyone darren your story some of your story is really incredible and i really recommend if you guys haven't listened to his story in uh, podcast 93 go back and listen to it because he shares some amazing um information and it, your story is incredible um i really appreciate you do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we we complete for today
1: um, I think, well, if anybody wants to to listen to more of my idle ramblings, then obviously yes. I have my podcast, The Engaging Marketeer, um, where I've interviewed you, of course, and other lesser people who aren't as important as you. So <laughs> please have a listen to that. It's on your usual platforms, your your Spotify, your iTunes, and where else you can get your, your podcasts. Absolutely. That, probably it's probably the a best great, thing. It's,
0: a great, it's a great show. He really does a great job. And he called me a force of nature, which just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Is awesome and
1: true <laughs> it's very true
0: <laughs> okay so Darren, thank you for helping me celebrate my 100th episode i really appreciate it i'm Elijah, thank you, you for
1: inviting me. me for this i feel honored
0: oh you you know well you are an incredible professional and i really appreciate your time and your energy and thank you for coming in to so, oh, all you know absolutely you're amazing and you guys um his marketing talents are amazing i will put his contact information in the show notes if you'd like to also consider working with him as a client he is phenomenal so and we do have a lot of
1: american clients as well
0: say that one more time we
1: we do have a lot of american clients as well
0: okay so so you guys just know there is an eight-hour time difference so you'll keep that in mind (laughs) you'll do your work with him at six in the morning But a lot of people will be like, yes, that sounds
1: great. Not for East Coast, not for East Coast. Oh,
0: that's right. That'll be 9 a.m. for all those people. That's right. Well, Darren, thank you so much for joining with me today. And thank you to our listeners also. And I want to remind everyone, move with your power and into your magnificence. And we'll see you for the next show. Or I'll, I'll hear you, or you'll hear me. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Thanks, Darren. You're awesome. Thank, thank you. And have a great day. Take care.
2: Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971 971- or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A dot com.